Welcome to the Joy Venture Podcast, a show where dreamers and doers share stories of discovering, developing, and spreading their joy with the world. I'm your host, Thad Devassi. In this episode, Jeremy and I sit down with Brittany Baum, Chief Pretzel Maker at Brezel. Brittany's story of discovery, because like most good stories, it seems a little too weird and quirky to be true. Her previous jobs for a German auto parts maker and then in state government actually had a lot to do with Brittany discovering and developing her joy in creating hand-rolled Bavarian pretzels. This is a woman who wears her passion on her sleeve, and I mean that literally, so check out the photos of Brittany that accompany this podcast. Get ready to enjoy the ride. The Joy Venture Podcast with Brittany Baum starts now. Thank you for being here. Um, this is you know always exciting for us to talk to somebody that's doing something interesting and new and and wanting to figure out how did you do that right. So tell us a little bit about um, your your background, just kind of where you came from, what kind of kid you were, what the career path was looking like for you. Let's start there. Oh, wow. Okay. Way back, way back. Um, I came from a little town in Ohio, Shelby, Ohio. We're very small, uh, less than 10,000 people. I think everyone was really into Friday night football. It was one of those kind of small towns. Um, and from the very beginning, I think even in elementary school, um, I was always very creative. I was into art. My mom was super supportive. She actually had me take private art classes even in elementary school. And I'd finish school and I'd get in a little taxi. I think it was the only taxi in town. And they'd drive me over to go take art class. So I guess um, it kind of all started there. I've just always been really creative. I love art. I love drawing. And I, I can continue that all through school. Um in high school, I had an art teacher that was very supportive that always asked, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with art? Are you going to, you know, you don't really need to go to school if you're going to be an artist. If you want to make money, you should probably go and design. Like She was kind of looking out for me, I guess, and she didn't want me to be the typical starving artist, so to speak. Um, so I, I, I went through art. I, I got to, I decided to go to Ohio State because it just had so many opportunities and I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but I figured they had a major or something there for me. Um, so I started school, I started in art education and I quickly determined that the only way I could do art education is if I was teaching at a high level because I don't, I don't prefer children. (laughs) I'll say that. That's a nice way of saying it. I'm not really a kid person and I didn't want to babysit. So I wanted to actually really do art. Um, so of course, I'm one of those people, too, that I, I say yes to everything. I kind of get involved in everything. I have so many interests. So it was really, really hard to figure out where my path was going to be. Um, and the amount of time that I was in school, I changed my major four times. 
but I still finished in three years. So that kind of tells you at, at Ohio State. At Ohio you did State. That. So I would. <laughs> That's take, unheard of. By yeah, the way. I would take classes all in the summer. Usually they were twenty hours, you know. But it was one of those things where I had enough support around me that they kind of helped guide me. Um, I worked for the Mechanical Engineering Academic Advisors Office, so I had an academic advisor to me, myself all the time, even though I wasn't, you know, pursuing engineering. It was nice just to have that supportive person that said, okay, well, you know what, you're, you're just going to take some GCs right now. That way they're going to transfer into whatever you decide to do. And she was actually the person that was instrumental in um, helping me decide to go into communications. So I went through you know, numerous majors. I settled on mass communications. And the idea behind that was I could still be creative and do problem solving, but I could work with people on a regular basis. And it was such a broad area where you could work in restaurants. You know, you could do really anything that you wanted to do. And that's kind of what she she saw in me and what she told me about is that one of her family members worked, I think, for a restaurant and did all the advertising or whatever. Um, so that's kind of where I started. And I finished school and... I had a couple internships and I, I did that whole thing where you kind of have that shock when you first finish school and you're like, what am I really going to do now? <laughs> you know, like I, I have my major, I have my degree or I should say, but what am I going to do? And I jumped around and I thought, well, you know what, maybe I should go back to school and um, get a master's in art. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just, I think I had that initial shock of oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I went back to school for a little while and I think it wasn't even a year, maybe a, maybe a full year it probably was. And I, at that point I decided, okay, you got to go out there. You got to get in the real world. You got to just pick a job. It doesn't have to be what you're going to do the rest of your life. Just, just get out there. So, um, I actually started working for a German company that makes automotive parts. So weird, right? Like it, it, it didn't really seem like it was fitting for me. Um, I started in um, being more of an administrative assistant initially. I worked for the the president of the company, but I quickly discovered that I just finished all the work really fast and I was bored. So I would just go to different departments and ask for more work because I, I just can't. I'm not. I can't be bored. I'm one of those people. Um, so quickly, I kind of got passed around through there. I went into sales. Um, but the interesting thing is, is I never would have thought working for this company would be kind of what started my, my career now. It it sounds so weird working for a German automotive company. Um, but at the time I met my husband there and he would be sent over to Germany for periods of time. Like sometimes it would be like six weeks or so. And so when he was over there, he ate pretzels all the time. And that's where the pretzels come in. So <laughs> being vegetarian in Germany is very difficult. Um, you basically, I just, he ate pretzels all the time and I would eat pretzels all the time too. And there were a couple times that I, I went over there. I, I was lucky enough to go over there when I was out of high school, but I went over there again when my husband and I first got together. Um, and when we came back, we realized, wow, you really can't find pretzels like these in the United States. And so my husband said, well, can you try to make these pretzels? And so that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, we just started playing around with pretzels. 
and I, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. At this time, I no longer was working for this German company. My husband still was, but I had taken on a job at the state, and I was doing um, communications for the state, and it was a variety of things. It was graphic design, writing publications, going out and speaking in public about Medicaid. So it, it was, of course, not a sexy, savvy career when it comes to talking about Medicaid, but it it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I loved I loved how every day was kind of different, whether I'm doing web design or I'm um, writing or, you know, what have you. Well, right around that time is when the economy tanked, 2008. And um, when we came back, we realized at the time my boss had been displaced. She lost her position. And the way everything works in government and in labor unions is if one person gets displaced, then it kind of is like a domino effect. You, It's all about senior seniority, and you may be pushed into another position that you never applied for and had no interest in, which inevitably happened to me. Um, I went from loving my job to just hating it. I had to do technical assistance on Medicaid policy to the counties. Not... I mean, I'm not interested in reading rules, writing laws, you know, telling people how that works. So that combined with this new idea of pretzels is kind of what made me really pursue pretzels more. So <laughs> it's weird. Wow. Right? wow. What, what a, what a <laughs> kind of whirlwind there. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see the artist in you and, um, and you're right. It doesn't sound like this normal path of automotive engineering to state government but this this weave no pun intended of pretzels <laughs> right um it sounds it, it it sounds um and i don't mean this to sound the way it sounds but it sounds like it's like cartoonish here i was yeah. like hey what about these pretzels right it, it almost sounds like a punchline and not <laughs> a real life story so tell <laughs> okay so your husband's asking you to like hey can you make these pretzels i mean when do you say, oh, yeah, okay, I'll make my husband some pretzels. When does this <laughs> when does this pretzel thing come from? Um, you know what? I I may have something here. Talk about that. Okay. Um, at the time, I also had a friend at the state, and she and I kind of started the pretzel thing together. We thought, oh, wow, this would be a great hobby. We'll go to farmer's markets. It, it really was a hobby starting out. You know, we thought okay, you know, people like pretzels, but let's just see how this goes. This will be fun. And it was one of those things since you weren't really liking your job at the time. It was kind of a nice break from that. I was I was still working at the state, but at least I was like, okay, I can do something fun on the weekends. I can go to farmer's markets. I can make something. We'll see how it goes. Well, shortly, we realized that every time we went to a farmer's market, we sold out of our pretzels. So then we would make more pretzels and then we'd sell out. And then at that point, that's when I thought, oh, wow, this could really be something. Um, and we did that for, I want to say, close to a year. But as we were doing that, it, it kind of continued to grow. This idea just, you know, developed more in my head. And, of course, at the time, I'm hating, <laughs> I'm hating my job more and more. Um, so at one point in time, we, we just had to make that decision. It was, a real, it was really hard. Uh, I remember calling my dad. My dad owned his 
my dad's always been self-employed, I think since he was like 26. So I grew up in an environment where people were self-employed. So I, I think I kind of already had that in me. But I remember calling and asking him and saying, okay, when did you know? When did you know that you needed to quit? And he was so supportive of me because not many people would say, okay, yeah, you should quit your job at the state where you have four weeks of vacation, tons of benefits, a pension to make pretzels. You know, like, who says that? My, my mom was terrified. She was, she's not a risk taker. She was more of a no, don't do that. Um, but my dad, he, he was very supportive. And so um, it was hard. I, luckily, I, my husband was very supportive too and said, you know, you got to be happy. It's more important that you're happy than money at this point in time. Um, so I, I quit my job at the state. This was in, I think it was... 2009 summer 2009 or so and at that point in time I was just doing pretzels and graphic design work on the side as money and you know it was a struggle it was a struggle for quite a while to go from making really good money to not and putting more pressure on my husband um but then I took on a part-time job at the German village guest house just to kind of keep some extra money and it's really cool working for small businesses you learn more and more skills I learned more of like the insides of the business and how things work and I really think that that helped me on my path um and then it just took probably the next year or so to really figure out more of a business plan and scouting out a location it was very hard to find the perfect spot in Columbus and the North market is very challenging to get into. So it, it, it took quite a while. We didn't open our North market location until March of 2011. So there was a couple years in there where I really was just working and making pretzels and taking on any odd jobs. And my house was covered in flour at all times. And I mean, I was baking everything out of my house. I could only make six pretzels at a time. I mean, it was crazy. Every, it was, it was just every day was nuts. <laughs> so you got it. You, you know, we, we, we reached that point where we're like, I'm frustrated. I don't enjoy my job, but you have this hobby on the side. And, and like you asked your dad, you know, how do you know when, you know, when, when, when does that, when does that become clear? And, and, you know, I come from a largely risk adverse family as well. And it's sort of like, well, you don't make those leaps until you know what you know, right? And that's not the way this story works, right? And so when did you, when you're doing odd jobs, and this is, and this is not just a month or two months, we're talking a couple of years of, of farmer's markets and a house covered in flour and odd jobs, and, but you're learning. At, at what point do you look at your husband and say, um, this is a bad idea, this was your idea. <laughs> um, um, I blame you. Uh, or, or when do you say it's like this? I don't know where this is going, but I'm happy and I'm willing to write it out. What explain how those those sort of nebulous years of like I quit my job, I gave up vacation, I did all these things. It's hard. You fell into hard and difficult. Did you want to get out of that? And what or were you? Obviously, you've come through it, but I'm, 
were there points where you're saying, what am I doing? I'm making pretzels. <laughs> can pretzels sustain me? Can, can they sustain? A, is there a real day-to-day business here? Yeah. Did you, how did you question that and how did you overcome that? I don't think I ever questioned it. I think just by going to farmer's markets and seeing that we were establishing customers and people were coming week after week, that's what gave me hope and kept me going. Um, the relationship aspect with my husband and I was very difficult. You know, it's one thing to be supportive. Yeah, quit your job. It's another once you quit your job and you see how things really are. You know, I, I think that there was some resentment there for quite a while. And it's hard. I mean, you know how it goes when you start your own business and you have to put so much of your time and attention into a business where your husband now suddenly feels like he's second. And that, that happened for quite a while, and that's that's hard to deal with. So it definitely was very challenging, um, but all along, I saw sales, and he saw sales. And he saw me you know, working really hard, and he, he saw we were already getting wholesale customers when we were still in our kitchens at home. And so I think that that helped him feel a little bit more comfortable. It really just came down to trying to find the perfect spot with foot traffic and us being able to sustain ourselves until we found that spot, like just to keep hustling and working until we found that perfect location. Yeah. So you find it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, how talk about that? And then sort of what's that, what's that next chapter? So you've discovered what it is. This pretzel thing is going to work. Right. And, um, and now it's sort of, you know, the little hobby, the, the, you know, grassroots girl that's done well, but now you're like official, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a pivot there. This is that sort of, you've discovered what it is that, that you're going to do. And now how do you develop that? Talk a little bit about how you had to make the transition from doing this at home to being, you know, the legitimate business owner, <laughs> you've got to stand. It's like, it's, it's time, it's time to put on the big girl pants and I'm a business owner now. Yeah. I mean, and even just having to take on the responsibility of signing a lease at the North market and having to buy the equipment and investing your personal money back into something like that. That's. So the cool thing was the year or two that we were doing farmer's markets, we pretty much just saved everything, which means I wasn't really paying myself, (laughs) but we, it was nice that when we opened the North market, we were, we had enough money to buy equipment and everything. We really didn't have to borrow much. At the time, we borrowed a little bit from family members, but we paid them back within, I think it was just a couple months. And it didn't take very long at all. Um, but it was kind of like that fake it till you make it kind of thing where I didn't know what I was doing. You know, we the very first day we opened, we had never even made pretzels in our that mixer yet. Like we never had made a pretzel or we never made dough that large before. So we had to figure out how to scale up our recipe. We had never used those ovens because literally as soon as we were allowed to be open, we were like, we got to be open so we can make some money. So the very first, like I said, the first day we had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) We had pretzels. We were able to make them on time, but. Was it a success? Like that first day? Yeah, it it was really busy. It was successful. Um, But that's kind of how it always has been for me. I, I guess I don't. I'm somewhat cautious. I'm cautious in that I don't want to get burned, but I'm also know that I can just figure it out. I'm kind of one of those people like, oh, well, oh well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to run out of pretzels for a little bit. Like, you know, not that big of a deal, but 
Going as a communicator, <laughs> as someone with the communication skills, you can you can pivot that into you know, oh, it's all it was about demand, right? <laughs> we sold out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. It's just you know, you try something new and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. You tweak it, maybe it doesn't work at all, and you go, oh well, that wasn't a great idea. I'll try something else. But that's kind of how. I, that's just how I am, I guess. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to, I don't know, say that this didn't work. So along those, along that path, you have, you don't just make soft pretzels with salt on them. You come up with some really crazy stuff. What, tell us how, what's your inspiration on how you come up with the different flavors and and all of that. And you, you do seasonal stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, a lot of it just comes from inspiration of maybe eating a different dish someplace. Maybe you have an excellent salad and you're like, oh, wow, those flavors are amazing. I wonder what they would be like in a pretzel. So that's kind of where we first started. I want to say we had about 10 flavors when we first opened in the North Market. Now we have, I would say, easily over 50. And a lot of that is based on my staff being willing to experiment too. Um, and that we have relationships with local farmers. So a local farmer drops off a box of produce every week. It's kind of like a CSA or it is a CSA where we don't know what we're getting and we just figure out what, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with these dandelion? Like how do we make this into a pretzel? And that's kind of, it's awesome because we're doing something where we're working with a local farmer and I feel it's kind of a feel good thing. It's kind of like iron chef. In a, yeah. You know, it's like you have to use these mystery ingredients, see what that's, you come up with. That's how it is. Sometimes we're like, okay, what are we doing with these beets? And so sometimes I've had to go back to the farmer and say, okay, maybe if you can do a little less lettuce, I don't know what I can do with all these mixed greens all the time or lettuce all the time. But um, it's really just been a seasonal, I think a seasonal producing that's kind of been the inspiration. And then of course you have holidays come up and people start thinking about holiday dishes and Last year, one of my team members wanted to do a stuffing pretzel, and it was awesome. She executed it very well, but it, it's just so cool to see some of these young minds come in and, you know, they're inspired in some way by something they've tried, and then they said, can we try this in a pretzel? Sure, go for it, you know? So just having, so what I what I like about this is you're taking, you've kind of, you're, you're creating almost like a creative laboratory, and and because you value creativity and your creativity has gotten to where you are. You're taking this opportunity to share it with others and give them an opportunity to be creative as well, which is, which is really cool. I mean, most places you work, it's very regimented. This is how we do stuff. I, I worked food service mm-hmm. when I was in high school and college. You know, I, I worked at Pizza Hut for years and it was, you know, Two scoops of mozzarella on the medium, you know, <laughs> this number of pepperonis. The manager's going to get upset if there aren't enough pepperonis on the pizza. But there's something really, really cool about seeing what what you're giving people the opportunity to do. Well, one thing kind of makes me think about, I don't think that we're a traditional food service business because we don't weigh everything. I mean, we have your general general recipes that you follow with we're not even doing things by weight. We're doing things more by volume, which is not typical. But a lot of the stuff that we do is more of like a feel. Like, okay, I think we need to add this or change this. And uh, we don't, every time we make a cut in the dough, we don't weigh every single piece. We do hand weighing where we cut something and we weigh them in both hands. Okay, it seems about right. 
so it's more of an organic, like, I feel like it's more of an artist. Like, when I was a kid drawing or whatever, I never, I maybe started with an idea, but it was interesting to see where it evolved. And that's kind of how I feel like this business is. I don't want it to be this monotonous, boring thing that someone comes in every day and they know that I have to make this and this and this and I have to do this, so many of these. It, I would hate that. So why would I ask my employees to do that? You know, so there are some things that we have to do daily. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everyone's rolling pretzels and pretzel twists and we have consistent shapes, but I want people to have fun. It's, it's, I don't know. It's more than just rolling pretzels. It's, it's to have fun and, um, come up with ideas and be creative. When you first started, did you think that you would have 50 varieties of pretzels? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just reveal my complete and utter ignorance here. When I think of pretzels, I think of really bad concessions somewhere yeah. and, and like bad cheese or mustard sauce or whatever. I mean, like that that's, yellow. <laughs> that, exactly. That's my, that is my idea of a pretzel. And therefore, I don't even... I don't think of pretzels as something like gourmet and pretzel like don't go together, yeah. right? You've created something that is really unique, and I, I liked what you just said because my my daughter is a baker, my wife is a baker. I like to be the cook because I don't like rules, I don't like measuring. Mm-hmm. I want to throw things in and figure out how things work, and 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 by taste, right? But you're kind of you're kind of melding both of those ideas together. How did how did you? unleash your own sort of creativity to say, well, why not? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is I'm more like you, actually. I'm not really a baker. I didn't come from a baking side of the family. I love to cook. So it's the same way with a recipe. You add stuff, you change things, you try it out. And baking is a lot less forgiving than cooking. So it's it's a lot of trial and error. There are a lot of times we, we try to do chocolate pretzels for such a long time and since I don't have a baking background and I don't know how the chemistry works it just kept failing I didn't realize it was the acidity of the chocolate that was killing the yeast every time so I had to add baking soda so there's like a lot of things I don't know that I've had to learn over the years um but I've just tweaked and played around um luckily when we first started there was a lot of creativity going on in the food scene here. There are a lot of businesses playing with different flavors. So I think that that kind of already gives you that pass of like, okay, you know, people are buying weird ice cream of different flavors. So why not try different pretzels? It's not a big deal. You know, people are, I feel more adventurous nowadays with trying different things. Um, so that kind of helped push me. I, I always like to think that every great story contains conflict, right? No, when things just go smoothly, no, nobody wants to read those stories, right? You it's know, boring. there's always, <laughs> you know, it's the conflict. It's the it's where things kind of rub the wrong way, and um, but then but then something happens and you come out of those. You're the two of you have this kind of very interesting story, I think, and, and I, I'd I'd love for you to share it, like how you guys met, how you got involved with Jeremy from a design aspect, and, and tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Um... About a year or so into working at the North Market, we decided we were going to grow. And it it didn't really, it was one of those things that kind of was more of a surprise than anything. We had been talking to some of our wholesale customers and they said that they were working with um, Eat Well Distribution and they said it made their lives easier because they could just get their stuff through them and they didn't have to come to the North Market and pick up product from us. So we reached out to Eat Well, and the first discussion was more of, okay, how do we deliver our products to 
customers, mostly wholesale customers, bars, restaurants, what have you, because we don't do deliveries. Um, from that conversation, it kind of morphed into, have you ever thought about doing a grocery line? And so, you know, the wheels start spinning in your head. You start considering that a little bit more. Um, and that was the direction we decided to go. One of the first meetings that I had at Eat Well Distribution, Jeremy was there. Yes. <laughs> do you want to take on? Do you want to start here? I got a, a meeting request to come down and meet you at their office. So I showed up and uh, you showed up and I, you introduced yourself to me. And then you introduced your friend that was with you and you said, this is my designer. And immediately the first thing that kind of went through my mind was, okay, she brought her designer with her. And this was, you know, this is the designer that I would assume at that time had done your logo and done some branding stuff for you. And, and so we started talking and when I typically kick off a project like that, I start asking questions like, tell me about your logo. Tell me about your existing branding. How is it falling short? How could it be better? And we start into this conversation and it's the four of us in the room. We're sitting around the conference room table and the breaks kind of go on. And what I love about you is that you don't, you're just like, wait a minute, what's going on? And so <laughs> you, said, you said something along the lines of, why are we talking about my logo? Why are we talking about my packaging? I don't understand what's going on here. And, and then your designer friend or you start pulling laser prints out of packaging you've already started to design. And, and, and I just said, oh, okay. And the gentleman that invited us to the, to the meeting just sat there and watched. And I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, somebody step in and save me here because this is a really awkward situation. So I just kind of looked over at him and he just kind of looked back at me like, keep going. So, you know, it's the first time I've met you. I don't know you that well. Your designer's sitting next to you. They're pulling stuff out. I'm supposed to be the one doing all this stuff that she's pulling out of her bag. So I said something about your logo and you said, I don't understand why we're having this conversation. I love my logo. And then you pulled your shirt collar down and said, I just got it tattooed right here on my chest. And that was like the moment when I just, I just completely, I didn't go into panic mode, but I was like, okay, we need to wrap this meeting up now. <laughs> this is going nowhere. And so I, I basically pivoted right at that point and said, by all means, if you love everything you have, I don't even know why we're having this meeting. Like, go forward. And I didn't know how to get out of that. It was a very awkward situation. So that meeting, I don't know if you remember, it wrapped up pretty quick. <laughs> and all the laser prints went back in the bag. And um, you guys, we kind of shook hands and you briskly started walking out to the car. Well, I threw my stuff in my bag and I chased you out to the parking lot because I just did, wanted to make sure that we clearly were not brought there under the same <laughs> circumstances. So you were actually closing the door of your car. And when I got out and I was like, wait, 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 stop. And I said, I don't know what just happened in there. And I just want to apologize ahead of time that, that we were both brought here under a very different understanding of what was going to happen in this meeting. And I said, can we, I think it was the next, I think that was like on a Friday. And I said, Let, can we meet? When's the next time you can meet? And we can just sit down and talk because I just want to talk with you. And I think it was Monday morning at the North Market, maybe Monday or Tuesday. So I went back home and went back to my studio and I started looking up other logos. And I'm like, I'm not going to get this job, but let me just see what else is going on out there. 
and I start finding like super pretzel and Annie Ann's and all this stuff, and they're basically a, a big pretzel with a name underneath it. And um, I had a tough decision to make, and that decision was I can either just go and just kind of smooth things over and walk away, or I can take a chance and I can say, let me just give you my professional opinion on this, and that is it's very likely that if, you know, right now in the North Market with your logo, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. not going to have any problems. But as soon as you end up on the shelf in the supermarket next to one of these other brands, you're likely to get a cease and desist. So I basically put all these logos up on a sheet, printed them out, and I met with you at the North Market and had a great meeting. And um, I think one of the things that struck me the most when I met you was that you had a different colored hair that started from the top and it changed to a different color all the way down <laughs> to the tips of your hair. And you had, you know, really super, and you still have beautifully colorful, full sleeve tattoos. And I just, when I first met you, the first thing that went through my mind was, she's going to be fun to work with. <laughs> she's not afraid of color. She's not afraid of pattern. She's not afraid of doing something really no. unique. Yeah. So the thing that was cool is you sat and listened to me and I presented, you know, my suggestions to you. And you were willing to take a chance on me and say, you know what, let's do this. I I think you make a very clear reason for why I should move ahead. And so I think it's neat to see that even through a weird and awkward circumstance, (laughs) it ended up actually working out really well for both of us. Yeah. So, and then to be able to see you open your location in Over the Rhine and then getting that call from you and saying, I want you to build a golden pretzel, <laughs> a golden pretzel. And I was like, what? And so I started looking up online and like, we got, we got to create this really cool fabricated golden pretzel that's hanging outside your shop down there. And it just fits in with the neighborhood so well. It's just been fun. It's been fun to watch. And then the crazy wallpaper, <laughs> she has insane wallpaper down there that I was, I've never designed wallpaper before. <laughs> Go in there. You'll see it. It will you probably make your up. it'll make your brain hurt. It's so and the the funny thing was she kept sending me inspiration for what she wanted for it. I'm like, are you sure? Are you really? Are you, this is what you want as a pattern, you know, all over your wall. She's like, yeah, this is what I want. And so I just did it, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy. It's almost like a an acid trip wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Just beer mugs and pretzels, and it it's awesome. It's yeah. over the top. It's yeah. definitely over the top. I get a lot of, where did you get this wallpaper? This is amazing. <laughs> and then I have to explain that it was designed for me. Yeah. Um, Not but- many people can say they have custom illustrated <laughs> wallpaper. How did you persevere to get here, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that will try things and um, think that, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. And even hearing your story and, oh, I want to do pretzels. There's a lot of points where you could have quit along the way. Yeah. What were those moments of inspiration or happy accidents that kept you going? Hmm. I think, I don't know if it's a happy accident for me. I, I like challenges and I don't like to be bored. I think it's the ADD. I hate being bored. So I think it's more or less, it's, I think a lot of times it's, it's the challenges and then being able to persevere and have little breakthroughs, these mini breakthroughs, even if they're, short and then knowing that I'm going to have another challenge is what kept me I I I can't be bored so I don't know if it's like the all the little breakthroughs that kept me going I think it's the challenges actually um 
I think opening it over the Rhine was a really interesting experience because at that time we we just gave up everything. We sold our house in Columbus. We had we had been in Columbus for 15 years, sold our house, put all that money into the business that we got from our house, which is definitely really scary. Went to over the Rhine, opened that up, and at the time there were only a handful of businesses down there. I don't know if you've been there lately, but I mean it's filling up very quickly. Um but I want to say there were maybe just a few restaurants and then there was another place that was doing small desserts. Other than that, there wasn't a lot going on down there. So I think it's more of the energy I felt, like going there and seeing what it could become and seeing all the materials and hard work being put into that area and just feel it felt so vibrant. It felt like it was on, on the way up. And I think that that's kind of what kept me at least on the second, on my next door. I I was excited to be there. I was excited to be part of the neighborhood and to be part of, I don't know, the frontier people, so to speak, you know, and (laughs) and working and meeting the other business owners. And, you know, we had certainly a lot of challenges when you're going into a new neighborhood and it's still kind of seedy in areas. Um, But just that feeling of all of us kind of working together and being a team, even all the other business owners, I think that was a really good feeling. And I like to explore new cities. I like to explore new places to stay. So those kind of kept me moving forward too. One of the things Jeremy and I talk about is this concept of, you know, you got to discover, develop, and then the sort of third component of of this journey um, is spreading your joy. Now, obviously you get to spread it by actually providing people with a product, which is really cool, um, and, and a product that people want. Um, but there's also more to that because you're an unconventional success story um, of the um, unlikely, you know, business hero that, you know, found something unique and something you wanted to do that you found the, that you could do. How how are you sharing that with others? The the, the not just the outcome, which is the pretzel, mm-hmm. but the experience that you've gone through to inspire others. And this is part of it. We want, we want to share your story uh, here. But what else are you doing? I know you've got employees now. And, and so kind of talk to me about what it means for you to sort of give permission to those who work for you or others that you're able to talk with about your journey and, mm-hmm. and to sort of Look, if it's that it's that classic line. Look, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Are you able to do that? Or are you how are you sharing that with other folks? Yeah, um, it's it's been pretty interesting because we're such a small company that every employee really does feel like a family member. And I realize that the people that are working for me are not going to always be working for me, and they're on their own journeys and their own paths, just like I had. But I feel like if I can help them at all on that journey, then that's what I'm there for. Um, sure, I want them to help me, you know, while I have them employed, I want them to be helping me as well. But there are a lot of times when you just, I think you just realize that everyone has their own path. Um, one of the employees that I had in Columbus, she started as an intern in high school. And it was very interesting to see how, how she changed over the years. And I, she kind of reminded me of a young me. So I think maybe I could relate to her even more. Like she always had crazy hair. Oh, it's purple today. Oh, I cut off all of my hair this day. Oh, I have these shoes. Like she, she was, she was so me. So, um, hearing that she really wanted to either go into culinary school or she wanted to become a hairstylist was 
it was it just meant something to me. It's it's I know she's not going to do pretzels her whole life, but for me to be able to be supportive of her and you know, say, okay, did you get into this class? Are you in school yet? When is your hair show? You know, can I come to your hair show? And it's just, I don't know. I I think that it's very important to have that with your employees um, and to be able to encourage them. We've had a couple people that have said that, okay, I want to open my own business someday. And I said, okay, um, let me know what I, what you want to learn from me. If it's QuickBooks, I can show you how to use QuickBooks. So I I try to be, I try to think of their experience with me as just learning skills. They may not use them to do pretzels or baking, but maybe they'll learn how to run a business someday, you know, and I think that's part of the spreading joy. And then I think since I think I finally found what I've always been looking for, I know it sounds so silly, but I, I feel so satisfied and content now where I am in life that I just feel like I want to give back. You know, I'm at that point where I'm not constantly every day trying to, I don't know the right word, like knock on people's doors and and do this and do that and grow. I mean, I feel like I'm comfortable where my business is. I'm not trying to take over the world in pretzels. Um, I'm happy. I I want to have time with my family and my friends and my husband. And now that I live in a community where I feel very much like myself, I'm at that point too where I want to give back to that community. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. I want to be involved more in helping to guide others. Um, I recently met a friend um, in Yellow Springs where I live, and she reminds me of a 26-year-old me. She just started her business about a year or so ago, and it's so nice to have conversations with her and to be able to relate, even though she's in retail and does clothing where we do very similar things and we run businesses similarly. So just being able to kind of coach her and say, Oh, Oh, I made a really big mistake here. I would, I would advise you not to go this route. Um, or to even just be, be help pitch in. She, they do street fair in yellow Springs and I've helped her the last couple times set up, you know, real early in the morning, set up, just tense and get everything ready and put things out and I don't know it's just fun it's fun to have that that energy and it just it feels good not just to the people that you're giving it to it it feels good to yourself when you're when you're helping others so that's kind of where I'm at I love what you said this is where you're supposed to be you found it for you getting there is not a straight path right no hindsight being what it is what would you do differently today looking back Well, I, I don't know that I would do much differently. I've definitely learned lessons over the, over the time. Um, I've had a location in Grand Rapids that I started that didn't, didn't do well. Um, I think that learning from that mistake, I think I would have pursued that a little bit differently, I guess. Um, spent more time up there ahead of time, talked to other people that had come and gone, got more of the insight, tried to figure out really what what was their plan. I mean, they gave me their strategic plan, but it, it, it didn't really work the way that they thought it would work. Um, so I think those are the kind of lessons that I'd maybe do differently. Um, I think I also would just try to be present more. A lot of times when you're first starting out a business, you're just 
you're in your head. You're, you know, you're working on your work all the time. And I feel like, of course, there have been a lot of years and time that I probably should have given more to my husband, but I was just working. So, you know, that's probably something I would change. But other than that, the general path, even as wacky as it is, I don't think I could ever change. I love that I've moved like four places in one year. It's so weird. It's crazy, you know, but most people don't do it. Most people save it for a couple of years, but I cram it in one year, but that's how I am. I don't know. I no, wouldn't change much, I guess. Well, that's, I think that's part of, you know, knowing who you are too. And, and knowing what you were pursuing, right? You, you, you found it. Um, that's, that's a joy that a lot of people, unless they're willing to take the risks, unless they're willing to walk through the, that deeper and darker valley, Mm because it's not always, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, um, that it makes, it makes where you are today that much more rewarding, um, because of of the craziness that came before. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Brittany, thank you um, so much for talking with Jeremy and I. Tell tell everybody again the name of of your. Uh, I want to make sure because I, I probably butchered the name a couple times. It's um, okay. <laughs> it's hard because it's a, the German version of the word pretzel, and it's pronounced brezel, so it's kind of like an e a sound. Uh, we're located in the North Market in Columbus, Ohio, and in Over the Rhine in Cincinnati. And currently, you can find us in the Horseshoe Stadium at OSU football games. Well, there you go. Now you've completely changed my perception of concession, <laughs> of concessions uh, at, at sporting events. Great. I'll look for it. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for letting me be here. A big thanks to Brittany for sharing her story and providing us with food for thought. Her story is a testament to what we're capable of if we're willing to pursue and develop the joy that we discover. You can find Brittany and her team baking up gourmet pretzels at Brezel in the North Market in Columbus and at her Over the Rhine location in Cincinnati. You can also check out all that she's doing at brezelpower.com. That's B-R-E-Z-E-L power.com. To hear more podcasts or read our posts that are meant to nudge the dreamer in all of us to become the doer we were all meant to be, visit us at joyventure.net. And if you're discovering or developing your joy, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, never stop discovering. Thanks for listening.